Hey, Belford. Belford. Yes, sir. Think we should start the show now? Yes, sir. All right. Let's start the show. Right away, sir. FX presents the Indie Podcast with your host, T. Sterling Watson. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Figured I want to include, you know, both genders and other gen- genders that are out there, I don't. I don't want to be, you know, exclusive or, um, what's the word? Sexist, I guess. Hello, everyone. I just have to say good morning, ladies, because that is, you know, one of the catchphrases I've kind of developed over the years with the Lost Isle. And um, yeah, by the way, my name is T. Sterling Watson from the Lost Isle, which some of you are probably like. Hey, what happened to the Lost Isle? And we're still technically on hiatus. Um, we've decided to do separate things. I know I've been busy for the past couple weeks, past couple months, really. And uh, I figured, you know, this would be a good time for me to go ahead and try to experiment and go off and do a different kind of podcast, which is kind of the same as what I've been doing. But one of the main differences is that it's just me like recording whenever I can with invisible question marks everywhere. So what I did was I decided, you know, I'll try to uh, have interviews and things using Skype or even a personal digital recorder thingy that I'll, I carry around with me. But, um, you know, just record when I can or even when I'm driving to and from work or just sitting in the car waiting for work to be done like I am today, this particular time. So, there's a good chance that you'll hear a lot of background noise, maybe like uh, birds squawking or, or cars driving around in the parking lot or um, uh, Pacific Rim robots, you know, blowing things up in the distance. So, that's, that's the explanation of why that's happening. Um, I will also, on occasion, or hopefully more than just occasion, maybe be a regular thing, that I'll have, you know, people I talk to and uh, have guests on the show. And the show is pretty much uh, in a similar vein of like The Lost Isle, where I'll talk about, you know, things that are happening in popular culture or movies and TV shows and all that fun stuff. And sorry, I'm getting distracted by watching the birds because normally, you know, like I said before, with The Lost Isle, we were normally in the studio. Actually, we were always in the studio. We only did one episode where we were in the car uh, riding to, um, or actually I was driving, he was riding, but we we're going to New York to see, uh, the new X-Men movie. And we recorded about maybe, I would say a half an hour, maybe, maybe an hour. It could have been about, we'll just say 45 minutes, but we had a good chunk of, um, episode that we recorded. However, as far as I'm concerned, I believe it's probably lost because he couldn't get it to send to me so we could do our thing and, you know, share it to the world. So that is actually officially uh, another Lost episode. So that's a, at least two Lost episodes of the Lost Isle that are somewhere out there in the universe. 
The other one is something I probably lost. Um, I have no idea where it is. I can't find it. Um, so rather than tell you of the woes, I'll tell you of the uh, joys. I guess that's the opposite of woe. You have joy. Why am I saying why am I saying joy weird? So anyway, I just wanted to finally say this is the official Indube podcast because I've had a couple Indube shows. Uh, or episodes and featured in the Lost Isle. Uh, special, I would say episode number 123. Um, that would be a, an example of, uh, well, of course it was just me. So I just did my thing um, kind of on the moment or in the moment type of uh, episode. And this, my particular podcast might actually be somewhat in the similar vein. So if you want to check out what, I might be heading towards, then go check out 123, even though that was just something I just kind of just did on the fly. Um, but yeah, go check that out. In the meantime, uh, just sit back and enjoy, and uh, whatever randomness that might happen, um, you'll have a recording of it, and uh, that'll keep going on as long as this podcast goes on. So we're here today with uh, maybe a loyalist, or not a loyalist, or Old fans of the Lost Isle remember her as Silent Jackie, but she's not going to be silent right now, are you, Jackie? No. No, you're not. Um, so you are a fellow foodie, as you should be, because it's in your blood. Yeah. Right. Um, are you aware that Chick-fil-A just opened in Wallingford? No, I did not. Oh, yeah. Ooh! <laughs> yes, Chick-fil-A just opened um, Thursday. For real. So we're going right? We're not going right now, no. no not right now. Because it just, well, first of all, they'll probably close by the time we get there. Pretty sure I knew that, but I'll talk about soon. Yeah, we'll go soon. Um, Thursday they opened. I believe Wednesday, if not Wednesday, the day before. It was probably had a big Wednesday. But um, they had a contest. Basically, the first 100 people that showed there showed up there on Wednesday and stayed there until they opened on Thursday. They would get free food for the first year. And why didn't you say anything about this? I didn't know about it until, like, I think it was Wednesday night. So it was probably already way too late. But basically you would have to have, like, tents and, you know, lawn chairs and no, sleeping bags and all that stuff. A snuggie and I'm going to stay here with you. Or sit there. I can sit. So you would have done that then? Yes, I would have done that. For a whole year? Yes. I'm <laughs> going. Yep. And I'll be the first. I would have been the first one. I would have been mad because they like, you know, you got to go extra early. I'm going there. Before they, the light, the sun go down, and I'm sitting there, oh, well, I got class. So like Tuesday, yeah, that's what, that's yeah. basically what my problem would have been, too, because I have to go to work. I couldn't do I that. I I, yeah, I couldn't. Since I had already requested, technically today, because today is now Friday, but, um. I could have done it. I, I would have done it. You would have done it. You could have done it. Gotcha. All right, that's kind of what I was, have you had Chick-fil-A before? No. No? That's why I was laughing. I got it for free the whole year. You can't tell me that I get it for free this time. Nope. You're not about to make nope free. And I don't make my friends go there all the time. But we have to pay just because you have to pay doesn't mean I have to pay. That means we're going. I wonder if that includes like if you're with people and then I, I would I would have to think so. Like yeah, they're with me. Even if you, I don't know if they have a limit, like you, it's like maybe you and a guest or you and up to four people. That's fine. I'm just assuming that you just roll with a crew of like fifteen. I'm not paying for all those. You and, your, <laughs> you and your posse. I don't even think I would tell my friends that I got for free for a year. I was just like, yeah, mine is free. 
You say let's do separate checks or not separate checks, yeah, but separate let's, orders. Let's do separate dogs, separate checks. Like, let's do separate checks. Because it's not a sit down place. It's a place you. It's like a fast food. Oh, separate orders. Yep. I get mine, then you get yours. Yep. Go like that. Are you sure? Yep. But yeah, we'll definitely go so you can experience it. It won't be for free, unfortunately, because, like I said, I had I known, I don't know if I would have done it. I, I, I really considered and thought about it. It's like, well, that's a whole year of Chick-fil-A. Yeah, my mom, she doesn't want to eat McDonald's because she found out, she looked up that McDonald's has children's flesh. Uh, this can kind of go to what we were talking about earlier about hearing things. Depends on where she heard it from. I think that's probably the I question I should ask you. you so I you found it. some human flesh? Yeah, and then they um they had like food, I guess. Someone just put up recently a video of um, like having a McDonald's burger and they reheated it and maggots came out of it. And it was like mad It wasn't just like two or three. It was like the whole thing. It was thing. never just two or three maggots. No, but you know, it was a lot, a lot of them. So my mom was like, see, it's flesh, it's flesh. I was like... Maggots come from other places I, I, besides I flesh. Didn't but. See, I didn't see anything. I just oh. said, I, I, I'm sorry. Like, it's to the point where if she's seen you have McDonald's in your car, she would dress you up. I am not a frequenter of McDonald's, not because of flesh or whatever reasons. <laughs> that, um, Yeah, it's not because of that. It's because uh, their food just, just does horrible things to me. Maybe because I'm eating, you know, people. Who knows? But it just, it never sat well with me. Except for the apple pies. I like their apple pies. Like apple pies. There's nothing wrong with that. Even if... Even if there are flecks of flesh, that's maybe that's what <laughs> makes it tasty. In the meat. Oh, and like there's you know stuff that show like um they said that the people or whatever said that is a like, yeah we take your kids from school we kidnap them bring them to McDonald's. Okay, well that's a place we'll end from now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Chick Fil A is definitely where we'll be frequenting um, or checking out very soon. Where is it, Wallingford? Yep, it's in Wallingford. They have one, I think, in Enfield now. Uh, so it's much, much closer than when I had to go up to Chicopee, Massachusetts to go get that. That's about maybe an hour, hour and a half away from here. Yeah, closer. Yeah, well, they're usually, there's tons of them, I guess, down south. But now, starting to move up north. And those of us that are fans of delicious chicken sandwiches, and they actually have good chocolate chip cookies, too. So Don't be so sure about that one. What, Wallingford? Mm-hmm, because not all the places taste good. Because my friend was like, he wants to go to Sonic. Because this is my first time having a Sonic, period. And they said that the Sonic up here is not as good as the Sonic down south. Sure. Well, I've never had... Oh, I've been to Sonic once. And I've never been to Chick-fil-A down south, even though I had the opportunity to. The last time I was down south, I made a vow not to eat anything that I could get up north. So, I really wanted to go to local places. Anyway, so... Except for Bojangles, that was a an exception. Bojangles, no, they should, because their whole name is Bojangles Famous Chicken and Biscuits, or Famous Biscuits and Chicken. Oh, that's the place that you had like the biscuits. I think, yeah, I told you about the biscuits. Oh my god, those biscuits were magic. Okay, well, yes, thank you very much, Jackie, for your um, your your thoughts on Chick Fil A, and if you would stay outside for twenty four hours, or I think it was about twenty four hours until they open. Oh yeah, get, get out of yeah, get out of the car. We are in the car, yes, because we couldn't do it in the restaurant because it was too too loud in there. So, thank you very much. So, those of you that know me really well know that uh, Bill Cosby has always been a 
idol of mine, someone I, I really looked up to uh, as a role model just for like for storytelling. Um, he's my favorite comedian, um, and just like his career, his career path. And I I will say he that he still is, even though as of right now, uh, these are like all these allegations are being brought against him. Um, and I'm, it, that's not really the part of what I really want to speak on. Um, it's just, it's been confusing as a fan. Like, I mean, like a really big fan, uh, like how, how do I, you know, do I stand by him, support him, even though it's possible, like strongly possible that all these allegations are true. And I can't, I'm not going to say like, or say what I think that it, or if it is true or not, because I mean, there's only 16 people as of right now, or at least 16 people that know the truth. And, um, I'm not one of those people. So, um, there, I have heard about people, at least on Twitter that are boy, boycotting, you know, I guess things that you might be involved with. Maybe they're no longer watching Cosby show reruns or just, you know, burning all of their uh, Cosby albums. I have no idea what they're doing to actually boycott him. I don't really know what that means, but it made me think about, like, well, am I able to listen to him, you know, like, his old comedy albums, as I do, and I often do every once in a while. I'll just go back and just listen through all of them and laugh at, like, it's the first time I heard them. And um, I'm probably going to go back and, you know, enjoy it like, it, you know, like always before. Um, I've done that with... Um, like during Michael Jackson when he had his whole issues and even now I still just believe that that the art and creativity kind of outshines all that's been tarnished. I'm not saying that I, you know, I'm looking past um, any allegations or any crimes, anything that they've done because that's that still might linger in there, but it's just, you know, I, I've found a way to separate a personal life from what it is that they've created. Um, and some people can do that. Some people can't. I understand that. The way, the other way I've been thinking about it is, um, and it's always something I've always kind of found funny. And that's when they do those candid camera shows and they have people like in a grocery store and they say, Hey, her, try these, um, you know, delicious, um, I don't know, this meat in a, in a jar or something. And they're like, ooh, this is really good. And then they, they pull, like, the cloth over what it is that they've been eating, and they reveal it's dog food. And like, oh, my God, this is gross. Um, in my opinion, I don't think, and it's never happened to me for, for this that, you know, to be, you know, shocked and, and, and appalled that I'm eating dog food. But I'm thinking about it in the sense where if I was presented um, maybe some song or maybe some, um, you know, some joke or stand-up bit that I found absolutely hilarious, and I knew nothing about the uh, performer or the artist who was doing it. And then it wasn't until afterwards that they say, yeah, this guy did such and such a thing. And I'm like, oh, okay. So now that I know these facts, does that make what I just experienced any less joyful or cheerful? I, I mean, I had already laughed. I already enjoyed the dog food. Uh, and yes, in a sense, I am comparing, um, you know, things that I love to be something that might not be as great. It's, it's difficult. So I figured 
And actually, my friend told me, he was like, yeah, you should talk about what it is that you're feeling right now. And it is a kind of confusing time um, to, you know, have one of my, like, biggest idols be vilified. And, you know, it, at this point. So I kind of, you know, open up the uh, virtual virtual figurative floor and uh, invite discussion. How do you feel about what's going on? And, you know, hit me back at at Indube on Twitter or, you know, anywhere else. The Indube Podcast. Silly me, I forget to bring my lovely digital recorder with me when I went to go see Interstellar tonight, or last night, or whenever you're hearing this. Basically, I got to see it a day before everybody else did. Um, and I forgot to bring my recorder with me to record my snap judgment of the film. But here I am, about an hour later, um, and just to tell you that this film I don't want to say it's the best film of the year but it's 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 up there now I was trying to wrap my head around how I'm going to actually start talking about this movie and 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 just explain first of all what it's about because that's what some people have a have a hard time grasping what the film's about because I mean if you watch the trailer sometimes it tells you and then other times it's like "Mm, I don't really know still understand what this is about so let me just break it down for you um, and this is straight from IMDb. Uh, in the near future, Earth has been devastated by a drought and famine, causing a scarcity in food and extreme changes in climate. Now, when humanity is facing extinction, ex- bah, extinction, a mysterious rip in the space-time continuum is discovered, giving mankind the opportunity to widen their lifespan. A group of explorers must travel beyond our solar system in search of a planet that can, can sustain life. The crew of the Endurance are required to think bigger and go further than any human in history as they embark on an interstellar voyage. Oh, into the unknown. Yes. Coop, who is played by Matthew McConaughey, is the pilot of the Endurance, and he must decide between seeing his children again and the future of the human race. Um, so that is basically the the storyline or the gist of um, what uh, Interstellar is about. Now, there's like, now I'm going to say this now, it is close to a three-hour movie. And I can firmly say that by the third hour, you're not even realizing it, that it's, you know, you're in the third hour. Um, Because the first hour is mostly set up. It gets, uh, you know, our hero coop from, you know, point A to point B, basically. And then once we get into space, we're, you know, in space. And a lot of the action takes place both in space and back home on earth um and action might be i don't want to say a strong word but i mean a lot of the drama that goes on and now it's been said many times even christopher nolan um who by the way is one of my favorite directors he said many times that uh he's inspired by the film uh 2001 a space odyssey and you can definitely see the influences all throughout this film I mean, especially when it comes to what they call the third act, which I've read some other critics saying that that's where this film kind of, you know, I don't want to say falls apart, but they weren't necessarily, I don't know. It's hard to to say what it was that they felt like they liked it or didn't like it. Um, 
I mean, there were definitely some surprises. I mean, and surprises and in the in the sense that there's some actors that I didn't expect to show up in the movie because I didn't check the IMDb page, IMDb page to see who's in the movie, and it was a surprise to see them. Like, hey, there's that guy, and hey, here's that guy. So, um. I'm not going to say anything here, so I'll let you guys be surprised if you should go and see it. And I think you should go see it. Um, I mean, you don't have to be a total, like, geek or nerd when it comes to space-related stuff. It might help a little bit, maybe, but it doesn't, it doesn't, you don't need to know. Um, with that said, even though this is a PG-13 movie, I don't think I would bring, like, kids to go see this movie. Not because it's, you know, there's anything wrong with it. It's just, it doesn't seem like a movie kids would be into unless they were a kid like me, which means you're somewhat of a geek. Um, but I was really into space when I was a kid. Um, so I would have had loved to see this movie, even though I wouldn't have really known really what was truly being said, what was going on. It's just the visual of everything. Because um, a lot of it takes place like right outside of like Saturn where the... Um, the wormhole is, and then once they get to this other galaxy, you see just all this different things in space, and it's just, the visuals are great. Not only just the visuals, but the sound. I did go see this in IMAX, and there was, like, this deep, like, whenever, like, the th full throttles or whatever, you can feel it in your chairs. Like, they did a great job with the sound. So, I totally recommend you seeing this in theaters, because it does give you that experience. Now, I not necessarily like a space travel experience, but maybe it could. Because, you know, if you go see an IMAX, you got the huge giant screen. And then with the sound, you, you feel that the chairs are rumbling. Um, of course, with space, you've got the silence. Now, I did recently, like last year, see uh, Gravity in theaters. So the whole time I'm pretty much waiting for something bad to happen because I'm still kind of in trauma because of that movie. Um, I will say for the most part you're kind of safe there's only two jump scares that i could think of that i can remember and one of them happened on earth so there you go um but overall this this was a, a really good movie really 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 well done again christopher nolan one of my top favorite directors and like many of his movies um let's say memento the prestige inception i'm leaving out the uh, Dark Knight trilogy because it doesn't exactly qualify, but with those three films that I mentioned, there's just something about them. You have to watch them again. So I'm putting Interstellar in this list because there are some things that I know that I missed. And if I go see it again, then I, I think I can wrap my head around about like little details that didn't quite make sense. Or maybe I just like, wait a second, that means that this was that and that was this. And you have those kind of aha moments. Um, I mean, you could probably get by without having to go see it a, a second time, but, I mean, who really saw Inception just one time and, like, thought that was enough? Oh, you know, there are some people out there. Weirdos. But I definitely recommend this movie. Um, go for it. Go see it. It's it's definitely well worth seeing it in IMAX. Um, it's definitely probably not going to have the same effect when you see it at home whatever that is unless you have a really big screen or not even just a big screen but just a really good sound system because um it's just just an experience sort of like gravity but less scary even though space is still scary 
Hey, this is DJ Joe Daddy, not Joe Daddy, bringing you the hits you missed or ain't never heard. Y'all gonna hear it right here on a WDIB 129.5. Hey! Now, first, today's weather. Well, it's a little sunny out. 95% chance of rain later on. Right now, 65 degrees. Bring a jacket. Coming up next, the oh so soulful, oh so sweet, good good mucker, the lovely Miss Betty Swan. I'm lonely for you. Hey. They say that into each life some rain must flow And that tears is only rain to make love grow Charles Smith talking about uh, uh, one of our favorite shows this this season, Gotham on Fox. So, um, how do you like, how do you think it's going so far? Um, I think it's awesome. I think uh, I think it's exciting to have a look into um, into 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 the life before Batman, mm-hmm. um, and you know, a more intimate look into the characters. You know, as they as they uh, as they grew and progressed. You know, for lack of a better word, right, right. But yeah, I'm, 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 uh, I'm a big fan at this point. Yeah, as am I. Um, 
<laughs> I say it's quiet out here and all of a sudden there's a big thing outside. Um, yeah, because uh, in case there are people who still have no idea what the show's about, it's, it's before Batman. It, it kind of follows uh, Jim Gordon um, before he becomes commissioner. And we see uh, characters or villains growing, such as uh, the Penguin, for example. And new characters, such as uh, Fish Mooney, played expertly by Jada Pinkett Smith. Expertly. Expertly, yes. Um, seductively, even, maybe, yeah. at times. Yeah. Expert, seductively, expertively. <laughs> um, with that said, do you have any favorite characters so far? Um, well, I definitely like uh, I, I, I like the Penguin. Mm-hmm. I like the Penguin um, because he is portrayed different than in the actual Batman movie when right. they first portrayed him. Um, he's a weasel, and <laughs> um, but he's very smart. Right. And I also um, I also like Jim Gordon. You know, I like the young Jim Gordon because it. It How you gives, doing? Uh, it gives uh, it gives a little insight into you know what he was like before you know what he was like in the beginning mm-hmm. and, you know his drive and his honesty um, and I'm really looking forward to see what some of the other uh, characters well, the ones that we haven't met yet right you know. um, I'm I am I am curious as to see how. Uh, Edward Enigma, right? How he, how he. Uh, if he didn't say I was going to bring him up, <laughs> how you know how he's going to turn out, you know? Because mm-hmm. I know that uh, in some of the some of the other movies, you know, he was supposed to be a bad guy. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering how he's going to make that transition from working with the police department, you know, to you know into a bad guy, right? right. And you can already see his tendencies already, just asking riddles, and people have mm-hmm. no time for it. Yeah, yeah. And I had because I, I like to live tweet when I watch. Right. shows um and i if those of you who are listening now have no idea by now it's at indu that's a follow me um but uh i had posed a, not a question but somewhat of a statement that ed might have said or thought of in his head is like okay you're not gonna i'll make i'll make you listen to my riddles yeah, yeah at yeah, some right, point right, and, right. and yeah so that that's coming down the line but um one question that was posed on twitter which i brought up to some other people is um now, other shows, and this is actually in the same DC universe, although they don't share universes. That's another story. We'll have to get into another day. But um, there are three characters from three different shows, and I think the question was, who is the worst out of these three characters? Just characters, like their usefulness. I'll put it that way. There's uh, Barbara from Gotham, who is Jim Gordon's girlfriend, right. wife, right. person. Um, there is, I know you watch Arrow, and there's a character named Laurel. Are you familiar um, with? I haven't watched much of Arrow. Oh, you just began. Yeah. Okay. I Gotham, still have... Gotham and Flash sparked my interest in Arrow. The other one in... Oh, was it a Flash? Nope, I'm sorry. I'm wrong altogether. It's not in the DC Universe. The third character is actually from Sleepy Hollow. Do you watch Sleepy Hollow? I haven't watched that yet either. Okay. The other character from that show is... Um, I want to say it's Victoria. No, not Victoria. I keep thinking Victoria. It's Katrina. But it means nothing to you which is, you don't which watch is, it. Which is the friend of the... The Sleepy Hollow guy? <laughs> yeah, Ichabod Crane, that's his wife. Okay. And um, who's the worst out of those three? My vote goes to Barbara right now because she just seems completely useless and getting what's his face in trouble. So. <laughs> getting, yeah. Yeah. I, I was pretty upset with her. Um, hey, how you doing? I was pretty upset with her for, um, for not leaving Gotham, mm-hmm. you know, and letting uh, Maroney, not Maroney, letting uh, Falcone find her. Right. Like I, I, I uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was really, yeah, I was no. quite upset, you know. Not a great. But, <laughs> but hopefully in time, maybe she'll prove some useful. Yeah, I'm on my way. Oh, okay. 
in time, she'll... All right. But yeah, but thank you very much, and we'll probably be chatting again soon for <laughs> another show. More and maybe next time we'll have things. more of a quiet setting to kind of yes, get right yes, to the yes. information. Right. But uh, thank you for having me on the podcast. No problem. The Endu Podcast. I don't know. I'm still distracted by the birds flying. It's a beautiful day outside today. It's mid-October. I was supposed to be doing this podcast like um, about a month ago, but like I was saying, there's just so many things going on. Um, one thing in particular, which I like to give a shout out to my good friend Ebony, who has um, put out her first exhibit, her first photography exhibit, uh, "I Am a Queen," um, which is a which. Which is amazing, actually. Just a very great work. Um, I told her before, like, this is the stuff where you go to somebody's, like, some rich person's house, some celebrity or something, and they have a coffee table, and then they have the coffee table book. And, like, it's just amazing photography that's in that coffee table. It shows how many people, how many, you know, famous people I've been to their house. I've never been to a famous person's house before. So I don't know if they have coffee tables or coffee table books with, you know, uh, great photography in it. But... This is what I would imagine what would be in it. The work that she had put out, um, she has worked with very talented people, great, uh, beautiful models, um, all celebrating um, African-American women in excellence. And it, it was just amazing. It's just great work. Uh, the opening night was a, a very fun time. Uh, there were some poets there. They, they did some great stuff. I tried to do the best I could to network and mingle with some folks um, of maybe doing some projects together in the future. Um, it was it was a really great time. I had um, more champagne than I would have liked. I'm not one that drinks very often. I would consider myself a lightweight, and um, I think it was champagne I was drinking. I don't know what it was, but I brought my niece along, and she does not partake in such activities as drinking, and I decided, I was like, okay, if I'll take your glass and drink it for you, which... I don't want to say it was a bad idea, but it definitely had more of an effect on me than I thought it would. Because I'm like, wow, I'm room is not spinning, but it is a little tilted. So I decided no more of that. I mean, it was fine. It was only two glasses of whatever anyway, and we had a couple hours to kill. So after we did that, we went to a food truck, got some food, which I ate later, and I think it wasn't too greasy. I've been having some weird issues with greasy foods lately, um, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, and then we went to IHOP where I got waffles. I've been on a waffle kick for the past, maybe also a month, maybe two months. Actually, it started since August when I was on vacation and I had the most spectacular waffle. Um, and I, it's, I think it was from a K and W cafeteria or something. I don't know, someplace where I wouldn't have had expected that we would end up at breakfast. And, uh, on vacation, we went to Myrtle Beach, and uh, we spent um, basically a whole week there, and it was it was glorious. I haven't been on a real vacation in a couple of years, and I had the most exquisite time ever. But the thing about being the thing about Myrtle Beach, if you've never been there, there are several several. I mean, you'll see several several. I can't stress that enough. I haven't even said it yet, but you'll see so many pancake and waffle houses that it's it's unbelievable not only that but so many um like seafood restaurants which you wouldn't you know find odd because you're on a beach 
So you kind of almost expect to see a bunch of seafood places, but I wasn't expecting to see so many uh, like pancake houses, which um, unfortunately for me always seem to close at like 1 p.m. Um, I say unfortunate because maybe sometimes I feel like I want pancakes and it's 5 or 6 p.m., but whatever. Um, I mean, there was an IHOP, so if I really got that bad, I could go there. But I, was, I had a strict rule that I did not want to eat someplace that I could easily find in Connecticut. Specific, or more or less, I, I, I didn't want to be at a chain restaurant type of deal either. Although, I did go to a Bojangles, which are littered all over the south, or at least where we were. Um, I've never eaten at a Bojangles before, but I have to say... Well, okay, the full name is like Bojangles... Uh, famous biscuits and chicken or chicken and biscuits the chicken's great chicken's fine actually the chicken's actually quite I don't want to say quite spicy but it is spicier than what I was expecting I almost want to compare it to uh, Popeyes uh, at least the style of fried chicken um, it is spicy they do have the spiciness going on but um, when it comes to the biscuits I have never had biscuits this delicious from a chain restaurant before ever um, ever since I was a wee child, I've always, I was kind of raised on KFC for a while, but eventually I couldn't take it anymore because it was like that grease that they fried in, you taste that first and then you taste the chicken and I couldn't do that anymore. It's just gross. So, um, if I do have to go to KFC, I get the grilled chicken because at least that way I can taste the chicken and, you know, tolerate that. Uh, but, uh, Popeye's, I would, I, you know, I prefer, I would go eat Popeye's. I know it's not good for you, but hey, uh, I eat Pop-Tarts on the regular, so uh, I don't know why I said that. Um, moving on, back to, well, Bojangles with the, the biscuits is just absolutely phenomenal. It's just like so warm, so buttery, so flaky, and I could just probably, I think I was a little upset that I didn't go back and get more before we left, and I think it was like maybe the middle of the week. It might have been, I don't remember what day it was, but it was one of the days I was just kind of venturing around. And I decided, hey, let me go pick up this and bring it back for the family so they could all try it. And they all agreed and loved it. And I was a little, I don't want to say upset, but it's like, hey, maybe I shouldn't have shared all the biscuits because now there are no more left. And I don't really feel like going back out to get any more right now. And I probably should have. Probably should have got a box for the road, the road home. Um, but, hey, now I know when I go back to maybe starting in North Carolina, I think was when we first started seeing signs for them to go get, you know, some bojangles biscuits i mean you can get the chicken but the biscuits that's what i'm really trying to stress here those that's highlight i mean that's not the highlight of the trip the highlight of the trip was rios or rios r-i-o-z if you ever go to myrtle beach um look for that place it's on i think like a hollywood boulevard type thing if you know where the boardwalk uh not the boardwalk uh broadway Broadway and the beach. If you know where that shopping center plaza is, it's like right around the corner from that. It's a Brazilian steakhouse. It's the first one I've ever been to. If you've never been to a Brazilian steakhouse, it is life-changing. Uh, basically, what a Brazilian steakhouse is, it's basically the way that they cook the meat. And they, and they have all these different meats on skewers, like, you know, different steaks and chickens and pork, um, lamb, which I've never had lamb before this particular time. But they'll put all these things on skewers and they slow roast them and, and like, cook them over fires and grills and whatnot. And then they come to your table on these skewers and just slice off the meats that you want. And then it's basically like a buffet, but you have to sit down 
Okay, you don't have to sit down because I think most of the Brazilian steakhouses that I'm aware of now, because I, I mean, by the time I got home, I was like, you know, I have got to find out if there's any of these in Connecticut because I need more of this in my life. And I found one in West Haven uh, called, uh, I really should clarify what the name is first, but I'm going to say Id Brazil. Uh, I.D. Brazil. I'm only, I'm kind of confused only because the way it's stylized, at least on like their menus or their sign posts or whatever, it's like lowercase I, capital D, and then Brazil. So I don't, I don't really know. I'm not sure if there's some kind of special pronunciation, but I'm calling it Id Brazil. I found some other ones, like one in Waterbury, one in Hartford. As of this particular time, I have not tried them yet, but that is something that I'm going to be doing very soon because I would probably almost classify myself as a, as a carnivore. I will eat vegetables if necessary. I do like them. I like carrots. I'm not saying that for you to go get me some carrots, but I'm just saying I will eat vegetables. I'm just very picky about them. Uh, are beans considered vegetables? Because I hate black eyed peas. Um, not the, not the band. I mean, I'm not going to go buy their albums or anything, but I'm not a fan of black eyed peas. I hate lima beans. I think all these are legumes anyway, but I don't know if they fit in the, in the vegetable category. Zucchinis. I don't like zucchinis. Eggplants are gross. Um, mushrooms, that's a fungus. And that's partially why I don't like to eat them because they're a fungus. And I just can't see myself eating mold. I know it's not mold, but that's what I'm thinking, and they just don't taste good. It's just it's just weird. In fact, uh, mushrooms are one of those things that just that just freak me out. Just there's it's just it's 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 weird. I can't. Hey, I just want to thank you all for listening and putting up with my crazy random nonsense and babbling for the past I don't know forty odd minutes. Yes, I'm actually editing this right now, so I'm recording this after I put everything together. And uh, everything that I've recorded actually is from the past two months. So I just want to, you know, thank you for putting up with me and listening to this. So please, since you made it this far, send me an email, send me a tweet. Uh, just, you know, reach out. Let me know what you think, if you liked it, you hated it. Uh, I'm open to suggestions and comments, critiques. And I've actually got more stuff that I haven't put in this episode, and there's more things I'm, that I want to do, but, you know, just time and scheduling and everything. But in the meantime, I just want to thank a whole bunch of people. I want to thank Charlie for the intro. I want to thank uh, Pond5 for some of the stuff that you've heard in the background. I want to thank Ariel and Didi from Catnaps and Cognac, Ebony, both of them, Jenny, Michelle, Candace, Liz, Kathy, Dame, uh, Charles, Jackie, Aunt Cindy, hi mom, hi dad, and uh, you know, just have a good night, and um, remember, if the world didn't suck, we'd all fall off. Mm-hmm.